Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cinema Soft Underbelly. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and if you're listening, then you know this show is all about horror movies, exploitation movies, gems in the rough, little scene movies, movies that should be seen or at least revisited uh, if you don't remember them. And today I'm finally going to hit on uh, a couple movies that I had uh, teased about here a little while ago uh, from the uh, from the studio Code Red. Uh, they've been releasing, actually he's been releasing uh, Blu-rays and DVDs for many years now. And um, and I believe it's pretty much just a one-man operation. And uh, he now actually has a distribution deal with Screen Archives. And he also sells through uh, Diabolic DVD and then his own website. So uh, there for a little while, it was a little bit trickier getting, actually being able to acquire uh, Code Red Blu-rays because they would, be, it would, they would come in and out of... Um, sold out status all the time because most of if not all of his blu-rays are in very limited quantities and being he's a one-man operation um he would he would only release a certain amount at a time and then so say it'd be like maybe 50 copies of of uh, a particular blu-ray and then um those of us that are collectors that are scouring the uh, internet trying to locate these things and on chat boards, as soon as uh, he would open his store up on his own site, the uh, it would just be a flood of activity, and they would get sold out within an hour, it seemed. Uh, and these are not cheap Blu-rays, by the way. A lot of these are... Actually, the cheapest Blu-ray he sells is $19.99, and then you've got $5 shipping on top of that, uh, and they go all the way upwards of uh, past $30 a Blu-ray. However, these are very niche titles, and in very limited quantities, and especially when it was just him selling through his own personal website, they they did not last long, and people people would uh, people would would jump on him very quickly. I, I was one of those people, and still am. Uh, but it is nice that he has a deal now with Screen Archives, so uh, for going forward, so there are there are easier ways to purchase his movies now, which is nice. And some of his newer releases, it looks like they have a little bit wider uh, quantities, a little bit more quantity. Uh, in fact, the first one I'm going to talk about, uh, Shockma, has a quantity of three thousand, which is pretty good for him. A lot of his movies. Uh, at least the ones that he was selling on his own personal website had a quantity run of like 1,000, uh, 1,200, give or take around there. Now, again, they're niche titles, and some of them last quite a while, and some of them get sold out fairly quickly. Savage Streets sold out. That was the one with Linda Blair. I believe that sold out, and I, I, I'm I, pretty sure that he actually had those reprinted, so those are available again. However, movies like Neon Maniacs is sold out. Uh, Redeemer is sold out. I have both of those, and they are both, uh, especially Redeemer is a really cool movie. So very much collector's items. And the thing is, uh, I think now that his movies will be a little bit easier to obtain, so they're not going to be going for quite as high a prices on eBay as they had been. Uh, because before, 
to track down one of his titles, even if they weren't necessarily out of print, they were just currently unavailable. You have to wait till his store opens. Some of his titles would be going for upwards of $100 on eBay. And uh, so now with the Screen Archives deal and uh, Diabolic DVD and then his own website, I think that it, the prices will come down a bit on these. But still, they are limited-run movies, and they are very niche titles. So um, I'm going to hit on Shockmo real quick here. Uh, I paid $30 for this movie, and uh, I was hoping that it was going to be a gem in the rough, and uh, it, it is to, uh, it, no, it's not a gem in the rough, but it is certainly a watchable movie. <clears throat> um, the cover is almost too promising. It's got this crazy-looking baboon, like this evil baboon ape creature, and uh, that's essentially what the movie is about. It's a wild ape is killing off people that are trapped in a large tower and the people are all playing some weird Dungeons and Dragons type game which is really odd for some reason is that's their motivation for being stuck in this high rise so it's very interesting but Shockma is available on Blu-ray and uh, and it looks pretty good the transfer is pretty good uh, that's another thing is it seems that Bill from Code Red doesn't uh, go all out with the transfers, but you know what? That's okay. Uh, especially Redeemer, it had a very gritty grindhouse look to it, scratched up, still very high definition. But I really liked that. I thought it was cool, and it it added to the creepy weirdness of that movie. Uh, and these are still very, very, very adequate transfers. I'm not complaining, uh, especially for. I mean, some of these titles are so niche that I'm just thankful that they're not that they're they're available on Blu-ray, not even DVD, but they're available on Blu-ray. Some of these haven't even been available on DVD, to my knowledge. So I'm going to read the back of my Blu-ray here on Shockma. A, a murderous baboon with a red ass. And this is what the back says. And some of his movies have very interesting uh, write-ups on the back. I get a kick out of it. With a red ass escapes from a Florida laboratory and roams the research building and begins to kill some teenagers who are also in the building playing a live-action Dungeons & Dragons-esque game. If the lame game doesn't kill them, Shockma will. Starring cult stars Christopher Atkins of The Blue Lagoon, Ari Myers of Kate & Alley, Amanda Weiss of A Nightmare on Elm Street, she's the blonde girl from A Nightmare on Elm Street, and screen legend Roddy McDowell, uh, Cornelius, Cornelius from Planet of the Apes, it says on the back here. Now see it in horrifying HD. And the acting is all over the board on this movie for some reason. Uh, Roddy McDowell is completely overacting and hamming it up. Um, and I really do like Amanda Weiss. I think she's she's a good actress. She was great in Nightmare on Elm Street. And she's good here, too. Um, the movie has some good graphic bloodshed, surprisingly. And um, I like the story. And I'll tell you what, the... Uh, the the actual scenes with the baboon are extremely effective. Uh, in fact, on IMDb, it says many of the scenes that involved Shakma angrily attacking a door were achieved by putting a female baboon that was in heat on the other side of the door. And this is evident if you happen to spot a particular part of Shakma's anatomy during these scenes. Waka waka. So um, the the baboon stuff was great. Um, the the violence in the movie was was really, really good, especially for this time. Uh, this was made in 1990. Here's my gripe with the movie. Um, it's uh, it's an hour and 40 minutes long, and the storyline in this movie 
is about an hour and 25 minutes worth of good, cheesy horror fun. So we're about 15 minutes too long on this movie. Uh, with some judicious editing, I think this movie would have been uh, a complete gem in the rough, especially for a movie from 1990, because it definitely, uh, you can tell, it definitely has more of an early 90s feel than an 80s feel. It's almost in that awkward, weird time when uh, the 80s style movies were giving way to the more grunge type uh, look and feel of of the 90s. So uh, anyway... It does work for what it is. A bit too long. Uh, I paid $30 for the thing. However, it is streaming for free on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch the thing for free. I would imagine that the transfer is nowhere near like the Blu-ray, so please keep that in mind. Uh, and for you collectors out there, uh, you know, $30 is a lot of money, I know, but uh, I have a feeling that this one here will go out of print and sell out, and uh, that $30 can easily turn into a 100 or more dollars. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I collect some of these movies is uh, I figure that even if they're not that great, eventually they're going to probably be worth a lot of money, and if I really need the cash at some point, I can uh, offload them. Uh, however, I'm a, I am a collector, and so that might be a bit difficult for me to part with some of these. Uh, next up is a three-pack of movies that Code Red released, and these are an interesting batch of movies for sure. Um, I had not heard of any of these movies. And uh, again, they're a very limited quantity. So I snatched them up when they went on sale. One, uh, the obsessed one, I believe doesn't even have any info on IMDb. Um, and it's I'm like, what in the world is this thing? So... The Obsessed One is the first one I'm going to start with. Uh, it's a special night for Tyrone Pedro. Uh, he, as he is marrying a girl of his dreams on his wedding day, on the same day, a bunch of beatniks play a deadly game of tarot cards, and the cards read murder. So they go out for a demented spree of murder and violent fun. The beatniks find Tyrone and his new wife in the park, and they beat up Tyrone and brutally rape his wife and kill her. Tyrone is left at the scene beaten up, and the police arrest Tyrone as a suspect for his wife's murder. But Tyrone escapes to find the, those beatniks, this is the back of the Blu-ray here, and to avenge his wife's death. Tyrone is the obsessed one, and nothing will come between him and vengeance. During his quest, he encounters a sadistic pimp, Sugarcane, who also uh, who walks into Tyrone's path with an attitude. Murder, revenge, and car chases will explode off your screen in this grindhouse action Film shot in uh, Guyana, I guess, if that's a country. I don't know. It's uh, It feels like it's halfway around the world uh, or somewhere deep in South America. I don't know. Um, so I would tell you a little bit more about this movie, um, but there is virtually nothing on IMDb or on the Internet to that, that talks about this movie, which is kind of funny. Um, watching it, I understand why. This is a pretty bad movie. Um, it's for those of you that are really into grindhouse type stuff and just old school. I guess maybe a little black black exploitation in there. Maybe I guess you might enjoy it. Uh, it's seventy eight minutes long, and I'll tell you what: it's seventy eight long minutes. Um, 
I think that something like this would probably best be enjoyed with a group of people making fun of it and laughing at it. Uh, it it's rather boring to me. And, uh, but I will say this, it is cool to see something like this that I've never heard of before that Lord even knows if this thing even got a VHS release, but here it is on Blu-ray and it's another one of those kind of grindhouse type prints. So the quality isn't necessarily that great, but you know what, for something like this, that is as obscure as they come, I'm not complaining. It's at least on Blu-ray. I've owned, I own it. Uh, and I'll tell you, of all of the Code Reds that I currently own, this might be one of the easiest ones for me to get rid of if I would ever have to because the replay value on this thing is really, really, really low. So um, bad acting, check. Low budget, check. Um, Padded 78 minutes, you got it. Uh, That would be the obsessed one. So uh, I've got other better ones to... Uh, to talk about, so I don't want to spend any more time on that thing. Next up is The Night Child. From the people who brought you beyond the door comes a new kind of terror. Richard Johnson is back with the devil. So that's something. Richard Johnson, uh, Joanne Cassidy, Leela Kedrova, and Edmund Perdon. Now, I think Richard Johnson, if I'm not mistaken... um, I believe that he just passed away. He was the doctor in Lucio Fulci's Zombie. And I want to get that right. Um, I, I want to make sure that I that I am getting that information right because I don't like to put out there that someone died when they didn't. But uh, I do know that uh, he, that particular actor from Zombie did pass away. In fact, yes, June 6th, uh, Richard Johnson, age 87, passed away. I really like him. He uh, was in a lot of the older, um, older grindhousey type movies. He was in Screamers, uh, The Comeback, Zombie, uh, The Monster Club, and the, this movie here, The Night Child, Beyond the Door. So uh, he was in a bunch of a lot of movies. I mean, he's been acting since 1950. Wow! And he actually uh, still, as of 2014, he was still. Uh, acting, so good for him. Um, Beyond the Door star, Richard Johnson is back with the devil. An ancient medallion is a gift presented to young Emily. Once the girl places the gift around her neck, she is possessed by the spirit of the dead child who was once a murderess. Emily's father, Michael, and his girlfriend, Joanna, try desperately to figure out the mystery and help Emily battle the demon within her. It's a terrifying European horror thriller with an all-star international cast featuring Evelyn Stewart, Edmund Perdom, oh, of pieces, there you go, I like that, um, and uh, Academy Award winner Leela Kadrova, and she was in Zorba the Greek and Blood Tide. Keep telling yourself she's not just a child, she's not just a child, she's not just a child. And then it keeps saying that for some odd reason. So there you go. Okay, so the movie itself. Uh, first off, the transfer of this movie is its probably not going to get a whole lot better than this. But it's for some reason it has, and I'm not sure if it's the way it was shot, but it has this almost this, this light haze over it through the whole thing. Uh, so it's almost like a dreamlike type atmosphere that they've set up in the movie. And I'm not sure if that was deliberate or if that's just the elements that they had to use for... The transfer, uh, it does say that on the back here that it was transferred in high def from the original CRI negative. So 
um, I take that as that was what Code Red had to, to work with, and uh, that's what you see. But uh, here's the thing with this movie. It's, uh, it's kind of sort of a horror movie and kind of sort of an exorcist ripoff. Uh, however, um, they go a lot more towards the drama end of things versus the horror end of things, if that makes sense. Um, it's very slow-paced, very atmospheric, and if you go in thinking you're going to watch a supernatural drama with um, a couple of mildly scary parts, but more atmosphere, I think that you'll enjoy the movie. Um, I'm not going to lie, I was a bit bored through the 90-minute runtime, but I think that I was expecting something a little bit more akin to The Exorcist when I watched it the first time. I think on a repeat viewing, I have a feeling that I will probably um, enjoy it a little bit more because I, I am a sucker for these 70s Italian productions. Uh, even if the movie itself isn't that great, the atmosphere is... Um, I, I love the atmosphere on these things. And this movie here oozes oozes atmosphere. So, but just go in expecting more of a drama than uh, than anything else. And the acting is good, uh, and the story is good. Everything about it is good. It's just it's a drama. So the director, um, he hasn't done a whole lot, although he did do a Jalo back in. Uh, let me find it here. Uh, he did a Jalo back in the seventies. What have you done with Solange? And he did Dorian Gray in 1970, Devil in the Flesh in 1969. Um, uh, that looks like a more of an, a sexploitation type movie. But uh, yeah, so this movie here is certainly worth a watch for Italian Euro fans. I hate, I'm not going to say Euro horror fans, but it just if you're a fan of slow-paced European cinema... This is a this is a good watch. It's not great, but it's it's definitely worth your time. And now the gem in the rough for all of these. And this is a movie that I had heard nothing of, um, but uh, the cover honestly looked to be too good to be true. However, I was pleasantly surprised. This is a gem in the rough, and this is a sweet movie. And that movie is called. I'm typing this in here. The Devil's Wedding Night. And this movie is from 1973, and the cover, I'm just going to explain the cover to you real quick here. There's a uh, creepy-looking, obviously it's a painting, a creepy-looking vampire dude's face oogling over some scantily-clad blonde uh, lady, and there's fire and zombies and dark desire unleashed the legions of Lucifer. Satan is coming, the devil's wedding night. Starring Matt Damon, or I'm sorry, Mark Damon. Close. Uh, so, yeah, this movie is a man, Mark Damon of House of Usher and Black Sabbath, goes, which is directed by Mario Bava, goes to Transylvania searching for a cursed ancient ring. His quest brings him to Count Dracula, where he discovers and falls for a strange, beautiful woman, who turns out to be Countess Dracula. It seems she's hell-bent on bringing old Dracula back to life. She succeeds, too. The man is put under the Countess's evil spell. 
His twin brother eventually shows up and tries to save him, a cult Euro horror favorite that features very atmospheric and sometimes brutally shocking scenes. Not for the timid, and one to keep away from your young kids. It actually says that on the back of the Blu-ray, keep it away from your young kids. Low-budget blood and breasts abound in this Italian exploitation horror film that offers yet another variation on the grisly but true story of a 17th century Hungarian countess, Elizabeth Bathor... Bathory, who who bathed in the blood of over 600 virgins to retain her youthful appearance. This time, the trouble begins when a pair of twin archaeologists begin searching for the mythical... I'm going to try to pronounce that, some sort of a ring which is said to possess magical powers. Unfortunately, the ring rests upon the finger of a devilish Transylvanian countess who loves a good hot bloodbath. One of the brothers heads for her castle. When he does not return, the other brother follows and discovers that she has turned the first brother into a fearsome vampire. And if this is spoilerish, um, you know what? That's okay. You're really not missing a whole lot. It's uh, it, You're watching this movie for the 70s blood and TNA and atmosphere. You're not, you know, it's, so it is what it is. Um, okay. Um, the transfer is good. A little, another somewhat grindhousey type print. Uh, but this movie here is basically uh, a Hammer movie that Hammer did not make. It, it just feels, everything about it feels like a Hammer movie. Um, Although I will say now, I know that Hammer later in their uh, later on in their their history, they did get a lot more violent and and showing a lot more sexually explicit stuff. But the older Hammer stuff, the like the the especially the early '60s, was a lot more tame and um, you know a lot more. I don't want to say for kids, but just a lot more audience friendly. This one here definitely definitely veers towards the exploitation, uh, throwing blood across the screen and scantily clad women and all that good stuff. But I'll tell you, the story is good for what it is, but just the atmosphere is so good. So, so, so good. 87 minutes long. At least it's, that's what it says on the back of the Blu-ray, but I recall it being a little bit shorter than that when I actually watched it. Uh, I was not bored. Um, again, it's not necessarily a fast paced movie, but it's just, the story's cool and the uh, the acting is neat. Everything about it is just is good. It's a it's definitely a gem in the rough. And of that three pack of of Euro horror, the obsessed one, Nightchild, and and the Devil's Wedding Night, which at the time was the only way you could you could buy these Blu-rays was if you bought the entire set, all three of those. Now I believe that I believe that Code Red has split them up. You can buy them individually, but this is definitely the one to have out of that collection for sure. Um, and Shockma, honest, and it's better than Shockma as well. Uh, in fact, I would say that this is in the upper ranks of what Code Red has released. It's right up there with uh, uh, with uh, Nightmare and Redeemer as being probably my favorite stuff from Code Red. And Savage Streets is in there too. Um, but anyway, I appreciate what Code Red is doing and I know that a lot of people grumble about the difficulty of getting his movies, and he is a very uh, unique individual, and he he lets his feelings out there on the internet, and I kind of get a kick out of that. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm happy to have these movies. I'm happy that someone is releasing this type of thing, um, and I know that you know we've got Scream Factory, Arrow, uh, Synopsy. We've got some other bigger companies releasing 
movies as well. Some, most with a lot more special features, even better transfers. But um, but some of these movies, I can't even see them releasing. So to have some of these being released here in the states uh, from this very boutique label, I think is fantastic. Uh, and I urge you all to support. I I say this so often, but please support these independent labels uh, for physical media because physical media is a dying breed and. Um, it just seems like uh, the the sections at Best Buy get smaller and smaller, and I really don't like to support Best Buy to begin with. I usually like to buy online, if at all possible, either directly from the distributor or through Amazon or other avenues. I like to to get it that way. I don't really like to go into Best Buy and have to deal with them. Uh, and if you do, don't expect to see uh, almost any of the movies that I talk about on this show. You're going to have to look for those uh, online if you're if you're really wanting them. So um, anyway, that's the Code Red movies that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And uh, it's like the last several episodes, I've I've had other movies that, that I decided to talk about instead. And I know that the last episode, I, I talked a little bit about the fact that I'm going to be uh, cutting back a little bit on my show, and I am. I'm, uh, I actually skipped last week. I was in Florida, uh, but it's just hard for me to pull away from this because I really like talking about these movies. And the longer that Blu-ray is now in existence, the more we are seeing these smaller labels releasing these unique, niche, grindhousey type titles. So I've got a lot to talk about, uh, literally on a daily basis if I'd want to, or weekly. But uh, I still am I'm trying to slow down a little bit because I'm really busy. But uh, it's literally at this point, it's a weekly basis that new releases are popping out on on all of these different labels of movies that either you've never heard of or have you know have last seen the light of day on a really crappy DVD transfer or even worse a, a VHS transfer years and years ago. Uh, in fact, I just watched Cannibal Ferox the other night, uh, Umberto Lenzi's. Uh, cannibal movie, which is one of my favorite movies. I it's it's so good, and I don't want to get into that movie now. I would like to spend a little bit more time on that on the Blu-ray release of that on a later show because it is uh, it is stocked to the gills with excellent special features, and uh, I've watched them all. Other than the auto commentaries, I've watched them all, and I'd like to discuss those in a little bit more detail on a future show when I have a little bit more time, but. Like I said, these movies are popping up all the time, and I'm even I'm even finding on Amazon Prime there are some uh, older slasher movies that I've been uh, trying to get watched when I get a uh, free minute here and there. I'm right now currently watching The Forest from 1982, which is really bad. Now, unfortunately, when you get into stuff like that, like older stuff on Netflix and Amazon, now you're watching. Um, digital prints of VHS copies because the forest is very obviously a VHS print that is on Amazon prime that that's how you watch it. And it's, it's trust me, it's it, the quality is awful. Um, and that does affect the movie, uh, especially if you're watching it on a flat screen, bigger TV, it really affects the, it's to the point where it's almost like just this muddy mess of picture that you can barely uh, tell what's going on on the screen. So, and that is the force. But I'm soldiering through. I want to watch the movie. I, I, I'd like to say that I. Who knows if this thing will even see the light of day in HD? But if stuff like The Devil's Wedding Night and even the Obsessed one that didn't even have an IMDb page to my knowledge can get Blu-ray releases, then I would guess that an 80s 
uh, American-made slasher movie probably could. So um, anyway, that's uh, that's going to do it for my show. Um, please make sure that you tune in to Movie Freaks to hear all of my ramblings about a little bit more mainstream-type movies. In fact, our last episode, I actually did talk about Cannibal Ferox a little bit and my thoughts on that. But I again, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on that particular title at a later date on this show. But Eric and I always are going back and forth on all sorts of different movies, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We talk about it all. So make sure that you tune into that show. We are on iTunes. And make sure that you tune into Cinema's Sidekicks. They talk a lot more about new, newer released stuff, although I will give Steve credit. Steve does watch a lot of older movies, and uh, so it's always a good listen to hear them going after each other and talking about movies and all that good stuff. Um, and then every now and then we do our own our own big Megapod show with all of us, so please give them a listen to. But that is going to do it for my show today. I appreciate you listening, and uh, you'll hear from me again in more than likely a couple weeks. So until next time, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.